boy, there's a lot of things to talk about today. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wolfpack Podcast, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly topics that happen on a weekly basis in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Wolfson, and without further ado, let's get down with the shitsness, because today is definitely a lot of things to talk about. We definitely have a lot of things to cover, and... I just want to say that thank you for last week's episode review. I had like, such great positive feedback from it, especially the part when I start being a little bit technical about certain about certain topics, especially the one with the MacBooks versus gaming PCs. Everybody apparently loved that topic a lot. So I decided like, all right, um, let me bring a lot more topics about that stuff, you know, te technical stuff that I know that people will appreciate and will be have a better use of it on a daily basis. So absolutely, I'm going to bring that some of that stuff later down the road. Well, well, one of them happens to be fall under my lap, you know, so let's get down to the first topic that we actually have talk uh, that we need to discuss, because this is something that um, I got over an email not too long ago. And I feel like it's something that's actually very good to talk about. You know, I just got this newsletter from my from one of my multiple emails. Um, it came from Cymatics. For those of you who don't know who Cymatics is, it's known as a, 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 a sample company. Like it's a company that produces a lot of samples, a lot of presets for plugins and and for for artists and producers alike so they can use some of the royalty free audios clips and whatnot you know and they can use it however they feel like it's all royalty free you just have to pay a certain amount and over the years they've been in the scene especially in the edm scene for a lot of producers like oof, i don't know like I, I guess i could i guess i could say like almost almost a decade i guess like a good eight years or something like that eight or nines we're we're getting around the you know the decade with those guys because they've been here a lot quite a lot yeah, like they sent me an email, which I found it very interesting. And and I'll show it to you guys what it is, you know. Hope you guys can see this. Production school. Is it worth it? Obviously, they have to sell it out with the, hey, you know, there's a 24-hour flash sale. Go get it before you, you know, but some. It's a 60 premium melodies. It's worth $60, but we're giving it to you $7. That's the catch. You know, that's how they get a lot of people, you know. Anyways, he's... Here comes and says, Hi, Rafael. Our team has dedicated an important vote. As incredible as the 50,000 sounds inside Madden's Legacy VR, building on the foundation of production knowledge is a must. Using great sound is amazing, but building your production skills set can give you unlimited potential. That's why we decided to include Cymatic's entire production course catalog as a free bonus inside our Legacy Vault. Obviously, if you buy or you get into, you know, their programs, you know, or your subscription, that's how you get it. This sale is not what I, I give free flying Fs about it. No, it's this one. Did you know that music schools will charge you up to $30,000 for one semester? Disclaimer. That, that statement itself, it has some truth. 
it definitely has some truth. I was going to apply. Well, I did apply. I just never got in and never got through it. I was actually going to go to the University of Miami's um, master's program for music production. I was going to be a music engineer. On top of all the requirements that you need, it's like quite a quite a lot of requirements. And in, in my opinion, some of them are like, okay, it made sense. And then some of them are like, eh, whatever. But the one thing that they need to they need to have for sure is that the semester itself, the program itself, is worth a lot of money. I remember it was like roughly, roughly, like if I'm not mistaken, it was sixty thousand dollars per year and it's a two year two and a half year program so i'll be like an 120 roughly 120 120 to 150 thousand dollars of student debt if i would have taken that gotcha bitch said i took the the twenty thousand dollars student debt with sae institute of technology which got me everything that i needed and it and include me audio interface the all the DAWs for free. Well, not for free. I paid for them, but it was all included. And a MacBook Pro, you know, headphones, you know, all the good stuff. UN wasn't going to give me any of that stuff, unfortunately, you know. So that statement alone that says 30000 for one semester, that is 100% true, guys. It's actually much more expensive than you can, uh, you can imagine. And that's not even, you know, comparing to some of the stuff that they add. They add on you, you know, they, there's always some add-ons, you know, like, oh, you need to get this book. Oh, you need to get this laptop. You need to get this program. You need to get this. Those are add-ons, you know, that add-on, those add-ons are not including those 30 Gs. So I agree with it. That's why I decided at that moment that like, you know what? It's not best for me to, to invest and go into that school. I'd rather do it all in SAE Institute of Technology because at least there I'm getting my money's worth and it's only 20 G's and I can afford to pay for it. You know, you know, I had to pay for my education on that department, you know, so obviously. So, yeah, I I agree. I agree. Um, but let's go, go on because after this, I'm going to go a little bit further with details about it. Um, this never made any sense to us. Neither makes anyone sense. Because most of their teachers don't have experience in the industry where it really counts. Mm, I had to give some pushback on that. That's why we are always being passionate about creating high-level production courses without charging anywhere near the cost of production school. A lot of these courses, a lot of these courses have been exclusive and are no longer available. Another pushback there. That's why we're excited to be adding our course catalog into our legacy vault. This means cymetic courses will be free bonus for, for the 5,000 producers that get access next Friday. Our goal is for our students to walk away with complete arsenal of production knowledge that could help turn a passion into a career. And the best part is it's not going to cost anywhere near the 30K. A music school will change for one semester. No, it's going to cost you a, a little bit less than that, but it's still going to be on the hundreds, you know? So I'm going to give a little pushback on two statements that it made. Um, most of the teachers don't have experience. False. They will never hire any school, no matter what music school. In fact, no matter what school you go to, they're never going to hire anybody if they don't have the, quali the qualification experience to it. They're not going to hire somebody whose experience has only been in retail, you know, and, oh, I'm just jumping to be a teacher now. Like, 
No, they're not going to hire that person. They're going to hire the person who has, you know, qualifications to it. Like, oh, I've taught people how to swim or have taught people how to paint. Okay, then you can be an art teacher, you know? You can, yeah, that's teaching, you know, whatever. Obviously. So especially some of these music schools, I have to give the pushback because, yes, in order for you to be on these music schools, they need to. They need to be hired by professionals, you know? In my school, all my professors were all audio engineers, Grammy award-winning audio engineers, Grammy award-winning or Grammy nominee-winning, you know, whatever, how you would like to. There were all audio engineers and they work with big-time artists that you can, I can name drops, like, feel like Outkast, like Juan Liguera, Daddy Yankee, like Nelly, P. Diddy, like Future, like Ricky Martin. These were Grammy award-winning audio engineers, and some of them were producers as well. So obviously, they're going to hire people with that certain qualifications. They're not going to give me some Joe Slow who doesn't know anything and just whatever he reads. No, of course not. They're going to hire some professors because that's where they put their money on it. You know, same thing with UM. UM has some of the, some of the best musicians and some of the best audio engineers that came from, from around the world and they decided to be teaching right now. They're not going to hire Anybody who doesn't have qualifications. So for them to say something like that, that's factually incorrect, you know. And I know ICOM for sure. Professors that work in ICOM, that I've heard about that, they made it in the industry and they come back to teach. So it's people who are still active in the industry. Yeah. And the other thing was the how much money you're going to be spending on. And obviously, it's not going to be in the 30Ks. Let me just find it real quick. Because that one, I was like, eh. It was, uh, that's where I cited the catalog. A lot of these courses have been exclusive and are no longer uh, exclusive. Whatever. I can, like, I can go to other courses, like the Forbidden Society. Into the Dog with Wyatt. Shout out to my brother, you know, Wyatt. He's a great dude. Um, Into the Wyatt on the industry set. Like, there's plenty of online courses that you can take. It's they're not it's not that exclusive. Like it the internet made it very easy for everybody to access certain artists and certain, you know, courses that you could just take it and just pay like a few a few bucks instead of the thousands of dollars. So it's not that exclusive. Um our goal is for our students to walk out with a complete arsenal production knowledge that could help turn your passion into career. That's why we're excited. Without charging anywhere near. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like it all, it's all, it all depends on what you want with your life. If you want to be a touring DJ and you want to be in, you know, in the music industry, then yeah, I wouldn't recommend on going to certain universities or colleges or, you know, going to these music production schools. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste, like, I want to spend over 30 G's a semester to go to this. But at the same time, I would recommend to go to any trade school or any technical school like I did. And look how well I turned out. Like, I met so many amazing people around the world. It's just, you have to look what you're looking for. What is it that you're trying to look for? Are you trying to get, like, a degree and you want to teach later on? Then by all means, and yes, then go, go to a music, music school. But if you're only looking to enhance your abilities and be... A, 
at a, at a, at a production level and you're trying to do the artist routine. I want to be, you know, a rock star or whatnot, or I want to travel. I want to do lifestyle. I want to do lighting. I want to do this and that or be in the studio, make music. Two things I will tell you, you, you can either go to the production schools or, or trade schools that are focused in that and it doesn't cost you and won't cost you 30 G's a semester. In fact, it will cost you probably that same amount or less for one year's course or even less and you'll get your money back out of it or just go to YouTube Academy. <laughs> it's not a real thing, but I like to call it YouTube Academy because a lot of, a lot of things people learn new things through YouTube. You just YouTube the video and say, how do I become this? And they'll just pop out like 20,000 videos out of it. So like, you know, you can learn from that. Just stick to it. And also just go through, um, I don't know, like, you know, like the men courses there, you Google and see what online courses are, you know, and there's going to be a thousands of them and they're going to cost you like, I don't know, like a thousand dollars or something just to do a whole thing or they do subscription as well. It all depends on what you're trying to look for. There's endless possibilities, endless ways to get to. You just have to know what you want and where you're going to, you know. Um, but I will give this advice. Take it with a grain of salt with some of the online videos and online courses because some of them, some of those videos only teach you a summary of it. It's not the same thing as a actual professor coming in face to face to you and teaching you right there and there and show you some of the roads. And then any questions you got, you could come back to them. So let's like take it with a grain of salt and and don't take everything literally. And you got to be careful when you're listening to these videos, because maybe some of these videos are probably outdated. And it might not actually work for you. Let me tell you, this is a story I always tell people. Jay-Z can give you his actual blueprint. No pun intended. He can give you his actual blueprint to success, to work, to where he is. They say, hey, here it is. This is how I made it. This is how I where, where I am right now. Here you go. He can actually give you the uh, the actual blueprint to how to make it and to be the next JC. But even though he can give you the actual blueprint and you can follow everything to the teeth, you're still not going to be the next JC and you'll never reach his status. Why? Because there's only one JC in this world. There's only one. There can only be one Jay-Z in this world, you know, because if if there could be multiples, then there will be a lot more Jay-Z's in this world. If people will follow his blueprint and do exactly how he did it, then it would be easy. And then I'll, there will be a lot more and everybody be happy. But it, the world doesn't work like that, you know, and sometimes you could be realistic. However, on the flip side, he can give me the blueprint. And I can take some ideas and implement it in my in my way and and use it as my as my reference. And it can help me on future planning. Maybe I'm not going to make it to the JC levels, but guess what? Maybe I'll make it to a certain level that you'll be surprised. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I, I made it this far. And I just took some ideas for it. If I could con continue on, I could probably get a little bit further. You know, who knows? That is workable. That is definitely accessible. Have little details here and there to get to where you want to get. Use it as reference, you know, and just put your work into it, your, your face into it, and then bam, things will actually much more flourish, and then you'll get to where you want to get.
But let's 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 end the topic with this. So, like, is it worth it? It's subjective. It's very subjective. It all depends on what you're trying to look for. Personally, I would not spend thirty thousand dollars per semester on music on music production, and it's not within me. I'm not trying to get a degree. I've already moved past that. Uh, I will rather I will definitely encourage people to take production courses um, or production on a technical school like I did on SAE Institute of Technology, whether it's in Miami, New York, Chicago, Nashville, LA, San Fran, or Atlanta. I will definitely encourage it because at least they got to have a better, a, a better program that can actually help you to be a very multitasking. They'll show you from beginning to end, like, hey, these are all the positions that are available in the in the music industry. Choose which one that you you feel comfortable, you you like the most, and then just tackle it, just like I did, just like I did. It only cost me like 20 G's of student debt, you know, 20 G's. But those 20 G's of student debt include me a whole year's course in which I can actually learn from the best to become the best. Laptops, audio interfaces, headphones, um, a bunch of books from them. Um, as well as the, all the DAWs, like I get Ableton, I get Pro Tools, I get Logic, oh, and Plugins, I get the whole contact from Native Instrument. Like, I literally get massive out of it. Like, it's a sweet deal. I feel it's a sweet deal. But if that's not what you're, like, you're looking for and you're trying to be, you know, the let's David Guetta or Martin Garrett or something, you want to be, like, well-known in the EDM scene or be a well-known uh, music producer in whichever genre you want to get, then I suggest you take um, online courses like Icon or Into the DAW or... Even Simat, it's you know for selling it, you know, or or the Forbidden Society or the industry set stuff like go to these online courses and because they'll dwell in and they'll show you from the best from artists who are established and show you how they do their programs, how they do their sessions, how and how they mix and master and, and make music and vocals and whatnot. I would rather you know teach people to say go to them you know and if you and if you have the ability to contact some of those people who get some of these established artists that can actually do private tutoring sessions i would rather take those yes absolutely so moving on to the next topic oh well speaking of jc uh not too long ago this surfaced online and it was an interview with uh with little wayne Saying that he is better than JC on an all-time rapper list. Those are his words. Little Wayne declares that he's the number one rapper of all time. I will say this: Little Wayne's contribution to the hip hop or music scene is significant, and and and, in, and because of having Little Wayne in the scene, we got the Drakes, the Nicki Minaj's out there, and we got others, and he basically put trap into the radar and made freestyle like that guy's a great lyricist well is it in my number one no he's definitely in my top five but before i get a little bit technical on that let's let's listen into what he says um here's a video from tmc right here indicating of the interview so let me just like make sure it's all here but in this particular list, right, Wayne came in at, at number seven, right? Yeah. He may not even know this. Now, now to, for a lot of people, that would number, be like number seven, number seven, 
Wait, who the hell was before me? <laughs> it must be a... It, wait, wait, wait. Wait, real question. Real quick. Was the list including, like, you know, like, all all hip-hop, like, period, like before and after as well? Yeah, so the list is... Mm. The list goes... Was, I, I, with that. I can deal with that. Right, 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 right. So I'm not going to start naming names. It's online, bro. You don't do social media. I just want to put it under your nose. But uh, but you came in at number seven, right? And uh, no, fuck it, I'll do it. Jay Z, Kendrick, Nas, Tupac, Eminem, Biggie, Lil Wayne at number seven. That's you are not, not at number seven, bro. I would say you're a one, two, or possibly three. Oh, shut up, bro. bro. I would tell you that I am a motherfucking one. I mean, and everybody right. who named you named, and you know, rest in peace, but everybody who named you named, they also know that I am number one. Yeah, the, the thing about being number one, Wayne, I want to get this into a place of learning. Go, a go ask them. Go ask them. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, that Zane guy, uh, learn how to conduct interviews, seriously. And that's that's just being a total kiss ass. <laughs> I'm not naming it. Okay, okay, I'll name it. I'll name it. Oh, uh, but you're my number one. You're seven here in the list, but you're my number one. What a kiss ass, bro! Like you didn't have to like start start a debate out of nowhere. But that's neither here or there. What I'm trying to get to then in all this, um, so they say some notable rappers in that list, and he's number seven. I wouldn't put him number seven. I would put him number on my top five. And I'll give my my personal list of my top five rappers. Um, Kendrick, as great as he is, I don't. I he he cannot be above Little Wayne. I'm sorry, Little Wayne is definitely way above uh, Kendrick by a mile. Uh, Jay Z, Tupac, Biggie, uh, Eminem, yeah, they're right there. And yeah, they're right there. Um, so I'm gonna I'm so I'm gonna give my list. I'm gonna. You know, go a little bit in deep of what of what little one said that he claims that he's the number one rapper, and then I'm gonna give my my final feedback out of that. Um, here's the thing, my personal my personal top five of rappers, number one, Eminem. I love Eminem. He's been a a nasty a nasty nasty rapper, a nasty lyricist. Like he cannot do no wrong, you know. So he's great. And we cannot argue that Eminem is not a great rapper either. Like, the dude is a beast. JC is number two. H2OV, like, obviously. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne is my number three. Absolutely. Because he's dead. Because I, I grew up with Lil Wayne and I listened to a lot of Lil Wayne. So it definitely, he's up there. Um, as to the remainder two, I will have to say. Without saying sounding controversial, <laughs> Snoop Dogg is definitely there, number four. Yeah, Snoop Dogg, bro. Like you, you had to put some respect on Snoop Dogg. And then I'll put number five as um, I don't consider Kendrick as, as one of my top five. I consider Daddy Yankee as my top five. Why? Because guys, I, I he's a Puerto Rican. He's one of the greatest Puerto Rican rapper in the old times. Shut the fuck up for everybody who says Bad Bunny and Anuel and Arcan Head and all this. Like, no, no, no. You put some respect to the good um, Daddy Yankee. He's, he has achieved a lot of things that not many of these rappers could ever achieve. And he achieved things that opened doors for all these rappers couldn't have. Like, there won't be no Bad Bunny if it wasn't for Daddy Yankee and his success. You know, like, fucking Gasolina made the whole world, like, 
like get out of here, you know. And then Despacito one more time, like come on, guys, don't let's not let's not. Dariak is definitely right there along with some of the greatest. So that's my list. Comment down below and let me know what's your top five, you know, rappers. What's your rapper list? You know, I want to hear it. Um, Little Wayne claiming that he's number one. He has every right to say that he he's number one. And it's because, like, being on a, on a list is subjective. Like, everybody can say, like, Mo, my five is the greatest or no, my five. And every rapper is going to say, I'm the number one. I'm the number one rapper. I'm the one who sold platinum records uh, or this and that. Like, obviously, it's they, they should feel that way. They, it, it's in their game, you know? They, they should be, like, their number one. If, if not, then, you know, everybody be like, well, kumbaya with each other, you know? But it's not, that's not how it works. So obviously I feel like I get little Wayne feeling like, no, I should be the number one. You're like, yeah, you have every right. And you have earned respect for you to be number one, 100%. I'm, I'm not disagreeing on anything that he says. I'm not even doing any pushback. It's just the way Zane conducted the interview that ensured the debate of who's the greatest of all time on, on rappers, you know, and little Wayne was just like, whatever, because at the first he was just like, uh, who I'm number seven, like who's before me? And then they name all the people. It's like, you like, all right, yeah, I, I can give a pass. I'm number seven, all right. But Zayn just had to mention the names and he had to like go inspire debates. You know, like he didn't, it didn't have to go that way. So, but now I'm going to do the technical side. Like I said before, having a, a top 10 or top five rapper, uh, greatest of all times list. It's very subjective and you shouldn't feel personal to say like, but my rapper is the best. Like, no, every, every person's different. You know, you can't disagree on some of these rappers that were named as like, holy fuck. Like, yeah, they deserve that slot because they, they contribute to society and the, and the industry like significant, like obviously Eminem, JC, Little Wayne's like they paved the way for the next generation for folds, you know, and they're great people. Absolutely. So I, I would not disagree to any of that. But everybody's list is subjective. You know, that's a lot of people will say, no, I put Hove, you know, JC as number one, not Eminem. And I'm like, that's fine. That's your prerogative. It's your list. My list is Eminem. I like I enjoy more a lot of Eminem songs than I do on JC. It's just that that's just the way it is, you know. But I don't know why we need to have like such a debate. I mean, I don't mind just Comment down below and let me know what's your list, you know? But we're not here to spark some arguments to say who's the greatest. I'm like, nah, bro. This guy was just stretching for something that he tried and he failed miserably. So that's just it, you know? Little Wayne said that. Let's move on to the next topic. And this topic I actually wanted to talk about. This has been a very, very controversial topic that I feel it needs to be discussed. And it's it's definitely it's definitely uh, discussed. So not too long ago, we I was just scrolling and watching some YouTube videos, and and they were talking about um I think it was like the departure of Aiden Ross leaving Twitch or getting banned from Twitch and saying and saying a bunch of stuff. You know you know getting it off his chest is like well now that I'm banned then f you Twitch and f everybody like. Like it, lo it losses of value from being a video game platform streaming to now a bunch of hot tub, hot tub streamers. Like you will ban me for saying stuff, but you're not gonna ban hot tub streamers. 
So I'm going to talk about that because he actually brought out a good point. Not that I agree with anything that Aiden Ross says. I feel like he's very controversial and he's still a kid. To me, he's a kid. He's a kid who has millions and doesn't know how to manage it. And he doesn't know the repercussions of uh, the things that he says. Like he he's gonna learn soon enough what it you know when it means you know to cross some boundaries, across the lines. You know, you gotta be careful with freedom of speech. You know, because freedom of speech is is not freedom of speech. Like you're allowed to say something. You can say whatever you want to say, but don't expect that you're not gonna get any repercussions behind it. There's always repercussions for everything that you say. You know, that's why you got to be careful of the stuff you say. You can't go ahead and go to a freaking airport and say, oh, hey, I have a bomb in my bag. Because tell you what, the airport is going to the airport security and TSA and the, and the police and the feds and the military. Oh, yeah, they're going to arrest your ass and they're going to put you on a no-flight zone. She belongs to the street. What? It's freedom of speech. All I say is I have a bomb in my bag, but it's a joke. It's like, bro, you can't say that stuff. But it's freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely say that. But if you say it, then you're going to get banned. Oh, and take it. This is the Supreme Court. Go ahead and take that to the Supreme Court. Congratulations. You played yourself. The Supreme Court is going to look at you. You're crazy, you dumb fuck. Emotional, damn it. It is what it is, guys. Let's cannot argue. But we're not talking about this. We're talking about how Twitch has become more of a of a lewd tweet, tweet streaming services. And what I'm talking about is the the fact that yes, what Aiden Ross said about you know there's been a lot more hot top streamers and then and there's no video games playing on it. They're just moving their bodies and whatnot. So we're just gonna take a look at it. Um we literally search and there's literally look at this look at this pools hot tubs and beaches hot tub bikini hot tub stream hot tub meta hot tubs out tub is my hot tub girls it's insane that there this is such a thing of course MRF happens to be one of them but look at there's literally no hot tubs in it like and all these girls all they do is just show up their bikinis and whatnot Look, you see what I mean? Like, to me, this and it's insane how many how many views these people get and how many hours they spend. Twitch needs to get their fans in order because I I agree with him on that. Like, there's too many hot tub streamers and Twitch shouldn't be a streaming platform to to show off your bikinis and whatnot and explicit stuff. No, that's why we got OnlyFans and. And or Pornhub or Instagram or Twitter or whatever you want to. And let me tell you, I have nothing against any of these people and these women doing the hot top streams if they're actually playing fucking video games. If they're doing the video games, okay, by all means. I mean, you literally fall under the guidelines, but you're just, you know, in the top streaming and you're just like showing yourself out and like, bro, there's other platforms. Don't ruin for the community. And that's one of the things. And I'm not coming here with hate. I just feel that Twitch needs to get their, their affairs in order. And I feel like Twitch has failed numerous times that get to the point that people like want to leave Twitch because all they all Twitch doesn't do anything about it. They say that they did something about in regards to that hot dot streams, but and people people are still doing it. And I feel like doing these hot dot streams does absolutely nothing. But in fact, it makes people uh, simp more and spend 
a lot of money on these women by just not doing anything. And again, I'm not trying to hate. Go get your money. Do what you got to do. But there's platforms for that. Only fans or, or Instagram or Twitter. This doesn't happen on YouTube. Not that it might extend. I have not watched a hot touch stream on YouTube. Why? Because YouTube knows how explicit it is. And they don't want to they don't want to show how explicit they, their platform is. And though there's some controversials here and there about showing explicit stuff in YouTube. Needless to say, they don't want to be known as that platform and that, you know, that gets people, you know, to harass on it, you know, because these women do get harassed because they got stalkers and they got sims and they got people like DMing them or commenting and saying nasty things or um, obsessive things or wild things. Like, no, they do get that, but they take pleasure of doing it because, you know, that's what that's what their money's that's what they're getting their money out of it. I feel like Twitch needs to ban that at all and revert back to its original roots, which is make Twitch as the platform for video games only. Like, like and and, and you know what? I'm okay about having podcasts. I'm okay about talking about video games. I'm okay about you know playing video games. I'm okay about you know I'll, like other entertainment stuff. If it involves with entertainment, sure. But if it involves with lewd content, explicit content, I feel like Twitch should just like ban it altogether. That's my prerogative. That's my thoughts. Let me know what you guys think about it. I don't know if Twitch ever going to do that, but I'll tell you this. Twitch will shoot themselves in the foot if they continue on this path. And it's going to end badly for them. And because they're partner up with Amazon. I feel like Amazon should take some priority or some control and say, hey, you guys need to shape things up because eventually it's going to bite them in the ass. Not Maybe not now, but sooner or later, it's going to bite them and they'll be like, well, too little, too late, you know? And then that's where the whole, we're going to ban the whole thing, you know? I don't know. I, I just ramble on that, you know, because I feel like you know what he said is true. Like it's just if you look at the feed, and I don't watch that crap. And but you look at the feed, and you in search, it and you see a bunch of that shit. You know, and that's like like why? Like why do I need to see that? Other people actually get to see that, and that damages someone else's youth. Because let's be honest, guys. Do you honestly believe that the majority of the people who watch these hot top streamers are adults? No. There are kids in this. Kids kids play video games and kids watch stream a lot. These that's their that's their TV. That's their cable television. Streaming on Twitch to see what's up. All they need to scroll down, they see one uh, a hot tub. It's like, oh, what is this? And, and they get mesmerized. And that's how they mess up their minds out of it by seeing to er, lose stuff on an early age. It does affect someone. But I don't know, guys. I don't know. You guys let me know what you think about it. Let's just um get let's just move on to the next topic. Um, Jake Paul. This is something I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. Jake Paul, the notorious Jake Paul, who says that he's undefeated and and can knock out anybody. Lost. That's right. He lost against Tyson Fury's brother, Tommy Fury. He and and it this is something that I mentioned before, not in the show, but I've I've talked about this with other people, like because people are putting Jake Paul on a high pedestal. It's like look at how how in how in the video, look how he fights. 
and he's this and that. And I'm like, guys, guys, cool your jets. Bruh. Jake Paul is not a great boxer. He's a good boxer, not a great one. Um, all the knockouts, to me, they don't count. Why? Because all the knockouts were not against professional boxers. They're all athletes. You can make the argument with Anderson Silva, but he's not a boxer. He's a he, he he's a UFC fighter. It's a different ball game, honestly, guys. Every other, every other cele- not not celebrity. What am I saying? Every other, every other fighter that went against Jay Paul, there were just athletes. None of them was a real boxer. And I said to myself, let him face a real boxer. Then he'll know whether he's good or not. If he if he could go toe-to-toe with a boxer, then okay, then you got the potential. Then, then I'll hold my tongue. But this fight just shows you that he can't go against boxers because they'll destroy him. Just like Tommy Fury. And Tommy Fury is, is not like, oh my God. The Nets, you know, wow thing. Like, no, he's just a good average boxer, in my opinion, you know? So if we look, if we take a look at this, Tommy Fury have they have Tyson uh, beat Paul due to term price fighter. Yeah. Split decision in a close boat about in Saudi Arabia. Fury landed the cleaner shots throughout the fight, but Paul came back with a knockdown in the eighth and final round to make things extremely tight. Tonight, I make my own legacy. Fury say, I am Tommy Fury, the bout, but doing twice, but cancel each time. The two supposed to fight in December and August, but Fury had an injury and health issues. Presenting travel walls the second time the two have gone at each other's interview on social media after the last two years playing a grudge match. Paul is known to his social media exploits, but he has taken the boxing to. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, like Paul lost. And I'm so happy that he did, you know. And it's not like, uh, are you wishing ill on Paul? It's like, no, I'm not wishing ill on Paul. It's just, I don't like him. But besides the point, yes, guys, like, to finish this off, Paul has never fought a real boxer. Like, why would you tell me, like, he's a great boxer when he's never fought a real boxer? It makes absolutely no sense. Is he a good knockdown? Yeah, he knocked the fuck out of those athletes. But ne- I never seen him knock down uh, a boxer. If he would have knocked down right there in the in the last round with Tommy Fury, then that's a whole different conversation. But no, he lost. And don't tell me about like, oh, but they give it to Tommy because they hate Paul. It's like, no, no, it doesn't work like that. You can. It's all about about punches and how many you land and all that stuff. And also. Yeah, the understand, Paul, there were times in which he hit him in the back. You can't do that. You get to talk points. That's why they split him in the video you saw. That's why they split him. Say uh, the, uh, points are deducted to Paul for doing that. He was doing that a lot. And he was hugging Tommy Fury a lot more than what he should. So this proves to show you that Jake didn't knew, realize what he was like getting himself into. Now that he got in his, his feet wet with a real boxer, I feel like he's just going to revert back to do athletes. That's his best shot to do fighting with celebrities and athletes, not real bosses. Because if he goes back and comes to a real boxer, he's going to get knocked the fuck down. He's going to lose again. There's no way he's going to have it. You know, you can't just be a boxer and be like, I'm the real deer and beat a boxer that's been training their whole lives out of it. Their whole lives. No way. You think those guys are going to lose to a guy like you who's been boxing just yesterday? Nah, no way. Uh, next topic. 
Um, let's talk about movies and TV shows. I want to talk about the movie Cocaine Bear. Let me tell you guys something. That movie is hilarious. That I could not stop crying on that movie. Sure, it's ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous, that movie. But it's hilarious. It's It was just, I think that's why. It's a stupid, rouchy movie that made you feel like, what the fuck? Obviously, not that this is real. Not that this is possible. But apparently, it's based on true events. Apparently, there was a bear who got himself in cocaine and did crazy shit. I don't know what to tell you guys. But yeah, they say that I saw it. Cocaine Bear was like Cocaine Bear was amazing. It was just good. It was a good funny movie. Like it, you want to see a movie that was shits and giggles, you know, go see Cocaine Bear. It, you're not gonna be disappointed. Which is wild because I uh, it, I think it made its money and it hit bots office like fifty million dollars something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, bro. It's some ridiculous amount, but it was like whoa, it did good. It, did way better than Ant-Man, which is like kind of wild because Ant-Man and the Wasp of Quantumania was actually a very good movie. As I say previously, that I stay behind it. It is a good movie. It's not a 10-10 movie, but it's not a 1 out of 10 or, or it's not a 50. I'll give it a 7 at best. You know, it's a good movie. Ron Tomatoes and all these other critics, they want to criticize and kill the movie before it even gets out of it, you know, and uh, I get, I hate some of these commentators and these people who are commenting how they say how, how Ant-Man sucks. And we're just like, dude, like it didn't suck. It was a, it was a movie that was necessary to, to happen for, for it to unveil the next couple phases. You know, it, it was a necessary movie. We, maybe we didn't ask for it, but it need, it needed to happen, you know, but yeah, guys, like I, cocaine bear was fun. Hilarious. Um, Last, Last of Us, again, it, um, a lot of credits on the last episode, Last of Us. One of them, which got me like heated, because one of the comments to say is like, oh, it, it got a fill into the woke epi- filler. It was a woke filler episode because it was a flashback to Ellie's past and with Ellie's friend. Oh, it, they, they had to go very woke on it. Or it's like, oh, such a boring episode and this and that. And let me tell you guys something. That episode... It was all right for me, but it needed to happen. Why? Because it was in the fucking game. Obviously, it had to happen. They have to put it out. They're not going to do a DLC on it. No, they have to fill fill up the gaps in the episodes. They need to put a filler episode. And if the filler episode happens to be that flashback, really, it had to happen. And for those of you who never played the video game, yeah, everything that happened in that game for word for word and 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 details, yeah, it happened like that. Obviously, in the video game, got a little bit more violent because more things happened in there. But how it ended, yeah. So and I see a lot of these commentators that say, "Oh, if you say that it was part of the video game, that whatever, it's still a boring. It was it's still a boring episode. Like, don't give it two uh, two thoughts about it. I'm like, Bruh. bro, play the fucking video game before you start criticizing. It needed to happen. One way or another, it had to happen. They need to put a filler before the last two episodes, because in the, in the next episode." Oh, it's going to be insane. And then the last episode. Mm, mm. I know how it ends. I played the video game. I'm planning to buy the remake version to play it again. But yeah, all those episodes, they needed to happen. Especially that that scene with Ellie and her friend. You needed to know 
why Ellie was kidnapped by the, or not kidnapped, what was taken by the Fireflies, why she left Fedra and why, why she did all what she's doing now with Joel. You needed to know that. If you didn't know that, then you'll be just wandering the air and say, what the fuck is this, you know? But that episode had to happen, and it was part of the game. And I love HBO that they stick by their guns by continuing putting more scenes and more stuff from the main source, from the video game. Screw all these commentators that say, like, I get it's your opinion. Everybody has their title for their opinions. But for you to criticize an episode without even knowing the story behind it or just say it's boring. Oh, why you got it? It had nothing to do with Woke. This this scene was way before even Woke was ever filmed. This this game was like, what, a 2010 game? It was like like a 2010, 2011, 2014. I don't remember when Last of Us was released. But that game happened in that video that scene happened in the video game so for you before you even tell me i was woke and not like god we all knew ellie was le a lesbian we all knew that even when we played the game you can tell and that and that dlc that that showed the scene that everybody's criticizing yeah she was like that and if you guys really feel like that's woke oh that's too much woke well let me tell you guys something do not watch the second season because there's gonna be some aspects of it too some people just you know talk out of their asses without even realize what what they're talking about but enough of that uh let's get down to the last topic um which is playstation's all state state of plan state of play you know the government has the state of the union playstation has state of play you know what they tell you all the trailers and all the upcoming video games that come in, you know, stuff that they will they will hold it off to E free, but they rather mention it in their own times, which is why the free major platforms are not kind of show up in E free. And in this case, why do we even have a E free just for the game developers? I mean, that's cool. Yeah, go for it. But that's why we got Comic Cons and whatnot. You can just do it right there. But or Pats, needless to say. Uh, let's do a, a few a quick recap before we leave. So there was a couple of things that I saw that I was like, whoa, okay, PlayStation is coming hot and heavy. I'm liking it. So I'm not going to play any of them, but we'll show you Destiny 2, Lightfall. Eh, Destiny, like, I'm over it. And I know a lot of people are over it. So this, this DLC will be like, whatever. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. That's definitely a, a game that I really, really anticipating and really hyped to play it. You know, and it's made by the makers who did the Arkham series. And this is the game. This is the game that was ten years after the Arkham Knight. So it's definitely in the same universe as Ark as the Arkham series. And it's ten years after Arkham Knight. And in, this is the game where you hear rest in peace Kevin Conroy's final performance as Batman. So definitely, I'm all hyped up. I saw some of the gameplay, some of the footages, and I'll tell you what, it's actually pretty good. I can't complain. I'm just looking forward to it. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, Tichia, I don't know what that is. I saw it, I was like, what? Humanity, uh, to me, it's like, well, whatever. Resident Evil 4, the remake, the graphics are phenomenal. They're using the RE engine that they developed. And it looks good. I'm all forward to it. Absolutely. There's some, it seems like the remake, how they're doing it, they're adding some extra scenes that I wasn't aware of. So this should be good. Street Fighter 6, it was announced finally, I guess. Or wasn't Street Fighter was always out? I don't remember. 
but they announced a few characters adding to it. Baldur's Gate free, Wayfinder. It was like, okay, uh, goodbye Volcano High. Some some games that I'm like, okay. Some that I'm like, uh. the Foglands, um, Green Green Hell VR. This was just like, whoa. Synapses, Journey to the Foundation. Before your eyes, there's just a lot of games. This one got me all hyped up. Naruto adds Boruto alternate ninja storm connections. Basically, they connect, they put all the ultimate ninja storms under one video game, which I'm hyped about it because, yeah, I, the other day I was thinking, like, damn, I should replay Ultimate Ninja Storm one, two, and three, and four, you know, just to replay, just to have that replay value to because I enjoyed playing Naruto. In the in, in playing in the in these fighting games, all the ultimate ninja storms, I enjoy every single moment of it, you know. So um, I'm happy that you know Naruto that they're actually releasing ultimate ninja storm connections. I guess all the way from the beginning to the end to where Boruto is, I'm all for to it. You know, I'm all for to it. I cannot wait. The replay, yep. And then all other announcements, which is these right here. And that's pretty much it, guys. Like, that's all happening on PlayStation. And let me tell you, I'm excited for PlayStation games this year. You know, it's been a while, but there's quite a few here and there that I'm like, oh, yeah, I had to finish playing Ragnarok. Once I finished playing Ragnarok, I had to play the Final Fantasy Crisis Core, and then I had to play Dead Space Remake, and then I can make room for all those. I know, I, I have a lot of my play, guys, but... Guys, let's wrap this up right here. We're a nice note. So, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with a brand new topic. So always remember to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for and Wolfpack Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. And of course, the YouTube channel at Lone Wolf Pod. That's right, guys. You can check me out at Lone Wolf Pod. That's with a V at the end. You know, Lone Wolf or the Lone Wolf Podcast. Um, YouTube.com slash the Lone Wolf Podcast. Um, and guys, remember to comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a specific topic that you want me to cover, please let me know in the comments down below. I'll do my best to cover on the next episode. And I'll do my best to cover the technical topics like I mentioned in the last week and today with the schools and whatnot, guys. Let me know and I can even dedicate the entire full episode if you guys want to. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next one, all right? Peace. Me.